friends, Ben Weber here. I'm coming to you from Kripalu, Center for Yoga and Health and Healing. Uh, it's in the Berkshires in, in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. Uh, I'm visiting my sweetie Nicolette up here, which is so pleasant. It's raining now. I'm sitting in the wired room. Um, it's uh, Everything is very... I guess institutional feeling here like I was expecting this this place that was made completely out of you know trees that were woven together in the woods but it you know it it's very much like a you know like an institutional building like a university perhaps or a, a convention center um there's very uh practical carpeting there's very durable uh chairs in here uh, but there's a gorgeous view. It's raining now, uh, and there's a trellis and benches and lush, lush greenery outside. Um, you can see the mountains and the Berkshires. It's really gorgeous. I had quite an experience getting up here. I'm not a very confident driver, um, but I gratefully borrowed my friend Elise Plant's car, a beautiful Nissan Versa that she calls Bertha. And I, you know, traipsed my way to western Brooklyn to get on the Jackie Robinson Parkway. Um, and, you know, it's just it's just unfamiliar. Uh, I didn't know where I was going, but I, I found myself there. Traffic was terrible. Um, I, uh, I, I drove and drove and drove and drove, and, and luckily... Once you get out of New York City, the only way to get up to Kripalu is by taking very quiet back roads, which I really enjoyed. There was beautiful uh, sort of ruins of like mills and farms and horses and cows. And I was listening to the radio and I was shouting to myself in the car to really psych myself up. And it, it worked out great. Uh, I found myself running on empty for a little while, um, and thank God I finally found some gas when I was about 10 minutes away from Kripalu and probably 10 minutes away from stalling uh, on the side of the road. And I got gas, and I uh, was on my way to the final descent to Kripalu, and I get pulled over because a headlamp is out, uh, and it's foolish of me uh, to think that I could get away with it, but, you know, you never know. Um, And so... A very stern, serious officer, uh, you know, gives me the whole spiel. Uh, Sir, do you know you have a headlamp out? Uh, yes, I do. I, I thought I was going to make it in time, you know, before dark. Well, you didn't. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, I, uh, I, he takes my, he asks for my license and registration. I actually don't even know what a registration looks like. So I open up the glove box and all there's all this stuff in there. And I have CDs all over the seat and I have a brownie, half-eaten brownie on the seat. And I, I must look like a complete idiot. He's like, sir, do you, do you own a car yourself? And I was like, no, no, sir. I, 
I don't. And uh, so I finally found the registration. He, he shines his flashlight on it, and he, he gives me a warning, ultimately, for the headlamp. Oh, and uh, so I'm almost to Kripalu, and uh, my phone dies. So I have no way to get to Nicolette. I don't know where she is. It's a pretty big complex. And so I, you know, I finally... Uh, hopefully find my way to Kripalu. Uh, I, I turn off to where the GPS tells me to go. Uh, there's nothing there save for some porta potties, and it looks like a, a, just a slope into a lake. And I look, and it says it's the Stockbridge Bowl, which is the, the local lake. And, and I, I'm telling myself that this, this, there's no way this could be Kripalu. I almost like turn the car into the lake. Finally, I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm driving. I see a lighted sign for Kripalu, thank God, thank God. And I, I pull into the guest parking. I'm hoping I'm going to find Nicolette. I, I turn the car off. I try to take the key out of the ignition. The key will not come out of the ignition. And friends, at this point, I'm about to cry. You know, I'm so close. I don't have a cell phone I, you know, I go inside. I, I think I'm going to find Nicolette. I don't find her. I go back to the car. I, I can't lock the car because the key is in the ignition. I, I don't know what to do. I grab my cell phone charger out of my bag. I find this room, the wired room, and I'm, I'm fighting back tears. I'm trying to keep it together. You know, there's all of these women sullenly texting and tapping on their, on their computers. And I'm waiting for that little apple to to light up. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. It feels like an eternity. My phone finally charges. I find Nicolette. Oh, I'm in such a bad mood. I'm so hungry. I, I've only really eaten a brownie. But Nicolette greets me. She laughs at my grumpy posture. She has saved a delicious meal for me. Um, some, some falafel-encrusted chicken and quinoa and charred stems very lovingly prepared. It all tastes delicious. I meet all of her colleagues. I tell them the story. I make them laugh. That makes me feel great. I eat the, the dinner. I feel better. We find our way to our, our Airbnb. Nicolette finally takes over driving. She's, she's not a, a shy driver. She's a very confident, happy driver. So we go there. Carol, our Airbnb person, has gratefully or graciously left some instructions how to find our room. Our room is lovely. We have a great night's sleep. In the morning, we meet Carol. She prepares some breakfast for us, these famous warm raisin bran muffins, and we're talking. She's a, a singing teacher as well as a bread and breakfast proprietor, and she tells us that she was actually in the initial ashram of Kripalu, uh, I guess where, where Swami Kripalu uh, opened up his ashram in, in somewhere in Pennsylvania outside of Philadelphia. And so we talk about consciousness and, and we play with this amazing metaphor that, so imagine consciousness is the ocean and every so often a droplet you know, goes out of the ocean and, and that is a form. So we have all these bodily forms, corporeal forms, all of these feelings and that form believes that it has attachments and all of these things, but it's really part of this whole vast ocean of consciousness. Um, and I really liked that. I also really liked we were talking about the, the various dramas of our various forms, our, our various bodies, 
they may be subtle bodies, but they are bodies nonetheless. They are forms. And the, 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 the trick, I guess, through yoga, through meditation, is to just sink into your being self, your consciousness self. And it felt really nice. I, I was struggling with so much anxiety on this trip. Um, you know, I, I find that Nicolette is one of the few people that I can really have emotions with, that I can, I can have genuine emotions with. I'm always sort of using my mind to, to mediate my emotions. And so everything was coming up. I, I was having many feelings a minute. I was joyful. I was sad. I was anxious. I was glad. I was grateful. And we were walking on the beautiful grounds. We saw some baby geese. We met all of her yoga colleagues. They're very sweet, very welcoming people. It felt really nice. Uh, they all love her so much, which feels so nice uh, to see love reflected from these strangers into her. And uh, yeah, so so here I am. It's uh, it's Father's Day right now. It's a very special episode for Father's Day uh, because I interviewed my dad, David Weber in the original Cozy Zone in my house in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. He gives me a full two hours where, where we talk about all sorts of things. We, we learn so much about each other. We learn about our feelings. I'm really happy to report so my dad is taking this knife skills class uh, at this restaurant called Braised in Milwaukee. And he, I talked to him on, on Thursday, and he, he very gratefully reported that he signed up for a semester-long cooking class. Um, he has always, for as long as I've known him, loved cooking, loved food. Um, he's a lawyer. He, uh, you know, he just cooks for fun, for the love of it. But now he's he's starting to, I don't know, follow his passion. And I think that's really beautiful. It's really meaningful for me. It, it in some ways, gives me permission and further permission to pursue my passions, which is really wonderful. So without further ado, friends, it is my pleasure to introduce my father, David Weber, episode 17, recorded in the original Cozy Zone. All right, we're, we're going now. All right. All right. How you feeling? Hi, Ben. Hi, Dad. I'm pretty good. You feeling okay? Pretty good. You, um, you were saying that you were pretty nervous to do this earlier how are you feeling now i'm feeling pretty good um we we listened to a little bit of, of john box episode we did that relaxed me yeah how come it, um i don't know you don't it, know it, it just did yeah yeah well you you've listened i know you've listened to the first episode like the 14 minute one didn't you where you're describing in, your room. yeah all the stuff on my desk yes yeah that, yes. um and i remember that you you said you learned that i really enjoyed alone time that right. was something you didn't know before that's right um so i'm looking forward to seeing what we learn uh during our time together now that's what makes me nervous i know well we're we're going to be gentle okay all right um i'm really grateful that you agreed to do a cozy zone with me. Of course. Um, can you can you tell us about where where we are right now? Sure. Th this is it. This is the original cozy zone. We're we're actually on the couch, which is the site of the original cozy zone. 
that this is extremely special. I can't believe I can't believe it really. It is very special. I cannot believe it. So yeah, yeah. so this is this is where it all started. Um and where where is this? What is this couch like? And where is this couch located? This is in our family room where you and I spent um many quality hours on this couch. It's a green couch. Yep. It's not terribly comfortable, no. but uh we still have it. And we used to uh when you were little, watch TV together, and a lot of Ren and Stimpy episodes and uh-huh. other things, and that was our quality time together. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah. It was usually on Saturday mornings. Uh, often? Yeah. Yeah. Sunday mornings, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Um, it's, it's Saturday, late morning now, and we're in, we're in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin, in, in our family room. Um, I'm really happy that you, you brewed a pot of chamomile tea. Uh, you'll notice, so we, we also have a candle burning. Um, and so this is sort of this, this merging of these two worlds, right? So I'm thinking a lot about cozy zones, right? So I've, I've recorded a bunch of podcasts about them so far. And the purpose of it really is to have an exploration of what exactly a cozy zone is. And I think that tea is a really important uh, element of a cozy zone. Uh, candlelight is a very important element of a cozy zone. I find it like very relaxing. There's something about it that is very soothing and centering. And this is chamomile tea. It's very cozy. Yeah, but and what what made what made our time together so cozy? You know, just uh, you know, s- snuggling the physical contact uh-huh. with your little, you know, <laughs> dad and son. Uh-huh. It's just you know, it was just nice. Yeah. All right, so physical contact is warm. Yeah, just being together and watching Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Which, what? Which, uh, yeah, which I, was a weird show to it watch. It was a weird show. What What? What do you like about Ren and Stimpy? It's just weird and funny and hysterical and odd. Yeah, it was real gross, too, I think. That, uh, was, a, that was a good part of it. Yeah, I think sort of that gross humor was very uh, instrumental in, in forming my... I guess my adult psyche and and what I am interested in and what I like today. So I'm sorry about that. Well, don't be, don't be. I I mean, you know, I I did my major, as you know, in in theatricality and taboo. Yeah. So gross things, disgusting things, and so like that is a, it's a very like important uh like piece of inquiry, uh, a question, a, a central question in my life and my education and. I think I might have ruined you. Do you think so? Do I? Do Do you think I'm ruined? No, no. no. But uh, it, you're definitely um, you on, sh- on your own path. Definitely. Well, you you uh, you know guided in shaping me. Yes. Absolutely. As yes. as fathers do. Um, there's this this green and white knitted afghan too on the couch. Did was that was that present? Back in the day, there was another Afghan, too. I think that brown one. Remember that one? Uh, vaguely. It was like with the circle patterns. V- vaguely. And I yeah. think they were both done by Grandma Betty. Mm-hmm. I think this one was, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, who who was Grandma Betty? She was Grandma. Yeah? She was your grandma. Uh-huh. My, my father's stepmother. Uh-huh. My my great grandmother, yeah, yeah, who lo- loved you very much. Yeah, I I loved her too. I yes, loved yeah. hanging out with her. I would yes. visit her in the nursing home. We would play yes. gin rummy a lot. Um, and she when did she pass? She 
You were quite young, unfortunately. Yeah. Not too young. I mean, I remember. Yeah. But I was, I must have been 12 or 13. Were you that old? I think so. That's Did she fine. come to my bar mitzvah? I don't remember. I don't I, remember. Yeah, I don't think so, actually. Yeah. So it must have been 12-ish. Yeah. Well, oh, you know what? It was around the time Papa died. Yeah. It was right before. Yeah. So, and you were around 12. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that was a rough time. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, both of them died yeah. around the same time. I don't know. I don't. I. I mean, you know, it has come up organically. I'm not sure how interested you are in getting talking about uh, Papa's passing. Uh, uh, would, is that something you would like to talk about? I wouldn't mind. Yeah, it'd be. I'm. I'm interested about it. We don't. We haven't really talked about it a lot. No. Um, you know, I know. I felt really sad when he passed. Like I remember crying a lot. It really. It really was upsetting. Um, but, uh, you know, I, and I, I guess I haven't really heard how you felt during that time. It was, it was very, um, stressful and overwhelming because at the time we were, uh, practicing law together yeah. and we were the only two. Yeah. And so it was just a difficult time for that reason and I had to step in and do a lot of things that I hadn't been doing before Wow! and learn a lot of things uh, quickly and so it was very it was difficult so you two were the were you the main partners at your firm we, together we, we, you were the we, only partners only yeah wow um, and I mean and you that like that's that's it feels like a very meaningful thing uh, because you, you know, you went to law school in Buffalo, right? I did. Um, oh, I, you know, in the undisclosed school in Buffalo, right? Uh, and then came back. And did you did you work with your dad right away after law school? Uh, I worked for a short time with a firm in Buffalo, and then soon after. What was that? What was that like? I actually don't know. I didn't know that. It was a. I was actually, I'd started clerking at a personal injury firm. Okay. And uh, decided to come back here. I actually interviewed in some firms in New York. And what, what was that like? That was uh, overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, I was very overwhelmed with New York yeah. City. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, you can also understand, like, so I've been in New York for, it's going to be 12 years now. Yes. And I still find New York very overwhelming. And you, you know, you guys come and visit me a lot. And I, I mean, just so you know, too, sort of part of the mission of, of Cozy Zone is to counteract some of that overwhelming, uh, the overwhelmingness of New York. Like, there, there, it is, it is a rare thing to find a place where you can feel sort of safe and warm and calm and like you want to be vulnerable with someone, like you want to create with someone. I, I think that that's sort of part of the, the mission of this. And what's really exceptional about this and, and makes me feel really excited is like this is indeed the, the birthplace of it all. This is the, the er cozy zone, as it were. So you're trying to bring the feeling that you had here to a little space in New York. That's right. And, you know, captured 
captured in audio, which is a yeah. sort of a strange yeah. medium, but it, you know, yeah. kind of a nice medium because it fills your mind. You can, uh, you know, fill in things with your imagination. I have to, I have to, well, we can take a moment just because it, it's sort of coming into my, my attention now that, that the couch is, is living in our family room, which is this completely wood paneled room, which I also think sort of greatly, uh, influences my sense of warmth and safety. Yeah. Like for, for, to this day, I love wood and I love wooden spaces. There's something that feel that I equate wood with warmth, warmth yes, and yes. safety and happiness. Yes. Um, yes, yes. And, you know, I feel like th- this would be something a lot of New York is sort of whitewashed walls and brick, which is nice, yeah. but it's nothing like, you know, this wood. It's very, it feels very sumptuous. Um, and there's, there's actually some really cool art on the walls in here too. Uh, there, there is, yeah. Yeah. There's a, an original, uh, Calder. Uh, and is that a Cristo? Yes, it is. That's unbelievable. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, this is something we can put on the docket. I, I also want to call out that resting atop of a, a plastic container filled with old VHS tapes, Disney VHS tapes that I'm going to get rid of. We have, the, I see the Little Mermaid right there. You have a, a notepad filled with, with talking points. Uh, just a little outline. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And you might want to mention behind you the wall of books, which oh. includes some of your books as a young person. Tell me, tell me about this wall of books. It's a wall of books when. And, couple of the shelves still have some picture books that mom used to read to you a lot as a child. Do you do you remember some of the the favorites or do, can you see uh some of the some of the books that you want to tell everyone about? I can't see them from here. Oh, yeah. I'd have to go over there. Well, we could. I mean, it is a long mic court. Maybe we can head over there. Yeah. In a bit. But that's part of the room also. Yeah. There and the feel of the room. Yeah, absolutely. Of the books, which was also a big part of the your experience yeah. as a child. And there's a lot of there's a lot of travel books and a lot of uh, art books and photo albums as well, and VHS tapes from various choir concerts and high school plays that I was in. Many, many, many plays. Many plays. Every play and pretty much every concert and a, a lot of, of occasions and graduations, birthday parties. We have to put them on a DVD. Yeah, yeah. That is, it, it, I, I don't know. Do you feel, I, I know I am feeling, I will say this, I am feeling sort of this this urge to archive all of these things in my life, to sort of declutter things um, and like have things living for posterity. Like I recently went through all of my notebooks that I have in my house and they go back, like I have notebooks from uh, 2002, when I went to the the Tetons, do you remember when I went to the Teton Science I, School I, I do. in Wyoming? And so there was like a little field journal that I kept, uh, and there's some writings from from Kelsey in there. Um, K K, we'll call her K, but it's too late now. <laughs> you know, it's too late. It's out of the bag. It's out of the bag. I uh, I said her name, uh, Kelsey. If you are listening, uh, hello. You haven't and received any hate mail yet. I have not received any hate mail. I don't think. Uh, I don't think. I should. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You know, it, it was a very, our relationship was a very formative experience. That's yeah, definitely yeah. on the docket. Yes, yes. Um, 
but I don't know. There, yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot happening in this room. We have a fireplace over here. Uh, it's a, a stone fireplace with. There's a lot of magazines. You keep a lot of wine spectators. I, I love magazines. You love mag. Why? T- can we let's talk about why you love magazines? Well, I I just find it interesting. I love current events and information. And, yeah. And uh, I have uh, subscribed to too many, and I have trouble uh, getting through all of them. Yeah. What are you? I mean, it seems like Wine Spectator is some of your is a favorite. Well, actually, I don't subscribe to that anymore. But you 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 have all these back issues. Sure. Do you look through them? No, never. Why do you keep them? Because, uh, you know, I, as a reference. Okay. I might look at them. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you how do you think you'll keep them forever? Um, probably. Wow. Okay. I'm a bit of a pack rat with uh, magazines. That's interesting. I I'm similar. So what I'm I have in my apartment in New York are boxes and boxes of greeting cards. We, I, we have that too. Do you keep all the greeting cards that people send you? Pretty much. Yeah. They're so upstairs. I wonder if in boxes. Do you? I wonder if that is sort of a inherited. I'm sure behavior. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. And I, I'm really, I'm scheming about like what to do because I, I don't know, I can't, I can't keep all no, those. No. And you guys have room because we're in this big, lovely house. We can put them in, in, the, in attic. the suburbs. Yeah, yeah you have yeah. an attic. I don't yeah. have an attic, yeah. and I'm moving around. So every time I move, it's hard. It's hard. You could get a storage space. I have a storage space. I could put them in there, but I have all yeah. this other crap in my storage space that yeah. I need to like deal with. Yeah, space is a real issue. Yeah, and uh, so that yeah. Um, but it, it does feel good to process things and get them get them out of here. I, I haven't told anyone this, uh, but I, I had a, sort of a scheme of what exactly to do with all of my greeting cards. Do you want to hear about it? Uh, sure. All right. So, you know, I, I've been trying to, like, scan them. I have a scanner, and I'm scanning them in uh, and to keep them in, in files on the computer. But then they're just files on the computer. They're sort of inert. They're lifeless. It doesn't really sort of... I don't know, make, it's not very compelling artistically. Um, but what I was imagining is working with some of my friends who are architects and woodworkers. I'm thinking specifically Eric Navala Lee, who I, I want on this show. You know Eric. He was in Danger Box. Uh, he, sure. he, I think, jumped on my shoulders. I don't know. Or he was he climbed up the pole in, in I Chicago. Re- I remember. Yep. You guys came to see Danger Box in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But he uh, studying as an architect, and I want to actually have him design some sort of boat or structure some sort of like art structure onto which i can like collage all of these uh cards so basically make a sculptural that would be huge would be huge it would be huge yeah so i guess i'd have to find a museum for it to go in or a gallery or just use some of the cards some of the cards yeah not all the cards yeah yeah, but I mean, you know, it wouldn't be. Maybe I'd make a few boats. Do you think anyone would buy that? Do you think? Do you think that has any artistic merit? You can uh, be honest. I'm just. I, I, I'm, I don't know. That's okay. I, I'm, honestly, that's okay. Would Would you go? I mean, if you saw that in a gallery, what would you think? Uh, if it was yours, I would. You would. Yeah. So you're biased, I guess. Uh, very. Yeah. Well. I, I, I have to say. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um. This candle, I guess, need, this candle is like this weird coiled candle. 
that needs to be it's going to burn out soon i think so we need to adjust it yeah so can we uh keep we, talking we can keep talking dancing? yeah so i'll i'll bring my mic okay. over okay. let's see how uh, our mobility is i think it's pretty good whoa careful uh, of the t i will be um let's see here okay i should have i i didn't want to bring my mic stands because they're very heavy that's fine there we go um so we we got off from <clears throat> talking about uh Papa's passing. We did. Uh I I just wanted to make sure we sort of finished what we needed to say. So it sounded like from what you were saying a lot of the feelings were about assuming a leadership position in the firm. That was a lot well, of it. in the family, I guess. In, in the family in general. Yeah. You know, for all the financial things that he was doing yeah i had to take over what did that feel like it was it was scary and very very stressful and scary but uh yeah and uh has it has it become less so i mean now oh yeah now it's fine you're used to it very very much yeah yes and i'm fine with it do you do you miss him Uh, i do I do. Yeah. 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 And I, I miss the fact that he's not able to have see how you've grown up. Yeah. Because he adored you. Yeah. And you had a very special relationship and it was very sad, very sad and he passed too soon. Yeah. Way too soon. Yeah. He was young. He was... He was 69. 69. Yeah. Not that much older than I am now. No. Um, and I, is it true he... He was nervous about going to the doctor. Yes, that that is true. He did, did not yeah. like to do that. Yeah. And it, it from what it seems to me that you you are pretty good at taking care of yourself. I've tried to be yeah. I go to the doctors regularly. Yeah. I try to take care of myself, eat well and exercise. Yeah. Can I say something that's really charming that I have come home that you you have uh can I talk about the, the jump rope? Uh sure. That you have a jump rope and some hula hoops sure. for exercise that sure. light up. Sure. Um, the jump rope you're you're doing pretty good at, and I think you are you're working on the hula hoops. I'm trying. You're trying. I'm having trouble with the hula hoops. I know. I think it just you know like anything, it just takes a lot of practice. Yeah, I didn't know they were so hard because the the yeah. ones that you have they're small. So if you get, it might be easier if you are you know if you're interested in learning more it might be easier to get like a bigger one okay because they are slower and and easier to to continue especially to learn on and then though they're because those are sort of smaller uh it's more challenging that's uh, i did not know that that's yeah. useful advice yeah and i learned that at my my workplace okay. Mm-hmm. okay um and where i've actually gotten to be pretty good at hula hooping and not i'm not great by any means yeah uh, yeah because you, you seem to even be having a bit of trouble with these. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I'll definitely. have to get bigger ones. Yeah, bigger ones is okay. the key. These are really interesting because they light up. Yeah. Uh, which is really nice. Yeah. <coughs> um, anything else? Uh, I, I think we can we can sort of close the chapter on Papa if there's, any, if there's anything else you want to, to say about it. Now is, 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 is the there, time. Is there any, 
how about your feelings about his passing? Oh, and do you miss him? I do think miss about him. him at all, I do or? think about him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I really, you know, I really enjoyed spending time with him, and uh, yeah, I just I remember, yeah, he he was very joyful uh, around me. Yeah, he really. You were you were it for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and I, I, I don't know if I can say, but it, it might be, it, it was sort of a shift. It, you saw a different side of him than, you know, most y- people, most people, yeah, yeah. but, but meaning that like sort of his interaction with me was different is, is a, a shift in his interactions in general. Is uh, that- yeah. I mean, I think in general, uh, it usually is with grandchildren yeah and, i mean you know yeah um yeah but i i i would have loved to yeah i would have I, I guess he never saw me he didn't know that i moved to new york he like he he didn't see me graduate high school no you were 12 and yeah. as a matter of fact if you, i don't know if you want to talk about this but you were i think this was the time you had uh, we're doing cryptogram. Yeah, I'll talk about. It. Of course, and I don't. I don't know if he actually saw a performance. I think he did. He might have seen one. I think he did. I think I did he? I'm I'm certain he did. I think he didn't come to my. He didn't get to go to my my bar mitzvah, but he did see a performance of cryptogram. I think he's very ill. Yeah, but he managed to. Yeah, and I think that was very special. Yeah, and, but that would also made. First of all, doing that play was very difficult for you. It was. stressful. It was. And then having Papa die, I think it must have been very hard, very, very hard on you. Yeah. I don't know if you remember much about it. I mean, I remember, so Cryptogram was this David Mamet play that I did at the Milwaukee Chamber Theater. Is it still called? Is there is the yes, Chamber Theater still around and called that? Yeah, Michael Wright. Michael Wright. Leading it now. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Jenny... Wanasek was the director, and she's, she's still directing and yeah. acting and doing yeah. a lot of stuff. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna see her at the AATE conference coming up. Yeah, uh, I'll be back in Milwaukee. Um, and so uh, let's see, Angela Iannone and Brian Robert Monty yes. were were the adult uh, counterparts to my 12 year old self, and it was basically it was a play. It was called the Cryptogram, uh, basically about because there was all of this sort of subtext and unsaid universe that no one was talking about. And it was about betrayal and alcoholism and homosexuality and, and all, and like childhood mental illness. It was a great subject for a, a 12 year old. Yeah. But you know, listen, I, I was, uh, you know, I, I, a very adult I'm, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a, I was a precocious, wise, uh, 12 year old. Very, you know? very much. You know, incredibly much. this wasn't, so. Yeah, so this was it wasn't uh it wasn't it was difficult but it wasn't like I wasn't it wasn't the normal kids play. No. Um but I for some, maybe because it was the subject matter, maybe I don't know, uh, because I was nervous about performing, but every nearly every performance I would puke. I know. Um, and the stage managers and the stage management staff would have a little box for me to puke in right before I would go on and they would hold. And it was, it was very, I, that must've been intense for everybody. It certainly was intense for me. Uh, that must've been difficult. Was that, did, how, was that 
did you feel bad about that or yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh god yeah i mean i f- i was felt very ashamed and i actually have heard of other actors doing that yeah adult actors doing that <clears throat> similar type yeah. of thing but you know nowadays i i mean that i don't have that problem yeah yeah uh and i my stage fright is much less i perform much less you know to be honest hopefully that'll change maybe that'll be on the docket you can talk me uh you can sort of give me a pep talk about getting out there. Okay. I, you okay. know, that would be nice. Okay. Um, but I also, I mean, I think in that time it sort of made me get, get used to recovering very quickly from throwing up. And so it made me a very good vomiter, which is maybe not the most uh, the skill to be proud of, but I, I ended up being a very good vomiter. <laughs> what do you mean? Meaning like I could vomit and then be fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but thank God I don't really vomit so much these days. The, I think there's something that I notice that I hold all, like I hold stress in my gut. Like that is the locus of all of my stress. My gut, my shoulder, I think. So there is a, you know, a psychosomatic manifestation of my anxiety, my stress that I am working to alleviate. Um, but it, to this day, like stress lives in my, my gut and my stomach. So it just feels like you have a stomachache or? Yeah. Yeah. Like sick, sick to your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I lose my appetite, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, but also, so to answer your question, I guess ultimately bringing it back to Papa, I, yeah, I mean, I think it would be really, it would have been great for him to see uh, what I'm up to these days. I feel like, it would have you know, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good in, in New York, you know, still trying to figure it out, still trying to find my cozy zones. You're, you're doing very well, and it, I just would like to say, it's just so you know, we are very proud of what you've done and how you are and what you have, what you are and how you are which is a very nice, warm person in, in addition to what what you've accomplished, which is a, a rare thing. Thank you. And I think you could probably get it more from your mom than me. Oh, well, thank you. So Thank you. Yeah, well, We're very proud of you. Well, I appreciate that very much. That means a lot, and I'm really grateful that this will last forever, as you say. This will be on the internet for everyone to hear. Yeah, well, and I appreciate that, that it's on the record. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, but it is sad that Papa didn't get to see you yeah. grow up and yeah. this wonderful young man, and it's, it's sad. Yeah, it is. And unfortunate. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, you know, I appreciate you talking about it. I know it's probably, I mean, it's, you know, it's not the easiest to talk about, well, but yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We're doing okay. Um, so I guess I should, maybe we can talk about why exactly I'm here in Milwaukee right now. Okay. Um, so you and I uh, organized a uh, a round of espionage, basically. We, we created a, a heist in order to surprise my mother um, on Mother's Day and at uh, her... The, the graduation of the program she's the director of, the, the uh, literacy program. Uh, and where are, you, where are you going? 
Yes. Sorry. You keep talking. I'm just going to adjust the flame. You're going to adjust. You're, it's, you're on candle duty now? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, this is, it's very fun to watch you. Uh, let's see. My dad is adjusting the candle. Okay, the mic's on the ground. Uh, I should, I can take this opportunity to say that we're both wearing cheese heads. But you you pinch the, uh huh. You pinch the thing, and then you you like have to push, push the candle up. It's sort of. It might be fused to the sides there. So anyway, uh, my mom didn't know I was coming in. I flew in, surprised her on Thursday. We went to the graduation. We saw her speak. Uh, and I'm also here for Mother's Day, which is a nice thing. So what a nice young man I am. Thank you for that candle. You are, Ben. Yeah. What a yeah. nice young man. You absolutely are. Yeah. And it was a very nice thing to do. Yeah. It was a great idea. It was it was nice to collaborate with you on this on this scheme. It worked out well. It did. She Mom, was Mom very was surprised. Very surprised. Yeah. And very happy to see you. Yeah. Uh, and this is a, a treat, and you agreed to do a cozy zone too, which is a, a treat and a, frankly a surprise. Especially you, you, you know. I, I'm curious what what are you? What are like the biggest fears associated with putting your voice on the record and on the internet? I I think we've talked about that a little bit. It's just uh, I'm sort of a private person. Okay, and I you know. That's basically it. That's it. You so you don't want people up in your business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I just feel self-conscious. I guess. Can I say what your profession is? Sure. All right. So you are an attorney, right? Because you went to law school in Buffalo, right? Um, and I, I guess I was thinking that this would only help you get clients. You'd be like a hip dude doing a podcast. That that's what I think, but maybe maybe I just I don't know your clientele. You don't think so? Um. No, you don't think so. No, they they wouldn't like a hip dude playing a wh- what? What do you think your clients are looking for? Can you say? Um, someone with experience. Yeah, that's it. Someone to give them good advice. Yeah. Some yeah, someone, right? Okay. Where did you get these cheese heads? Cheese heads, cheeses heads. That's that's quite a segue. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you want to talk more about? No, no, no. That that's good. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're we're both wearing special cheese heads that actually were purchased. At Lambeau Field, mm-hmm. and, and to symbolize that this cozy zone is really the Lambeau Field of cozy zones. <laughs> Very good. Uh, that's nice. And yeah, we have our green and gold Afghan, and you have a we have your hula hoops are green and gold. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the the Packers the Packers live here in this cozy and zone. They're very. Sp- very special cheese heads. They are. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much yes. for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. The original, I see. The original cheese head, it's, um, it says. Yeah. It's carved in the foam. That's right. Um, for those of you who may not know, I'm sure most of you know, a cheese head is the official uh, 
are you are you adjusting the candle again? Seems to have. Uh, no, it's uh, just okay. le- yeah. I think leave it for a second. It'll okay. it'll go down, and then yeah, you know, that's how we'll mark time. Okay. That's how they used to do it. Okay. Yeah, like how many how many candle lengths? Okay. Did you right. did you palaver? Did you speak? That's okay. what they used to say. Okay. Um. Anyway, it is the triangular wedge of cheese that Packer fans wear on their heads to uh, terrify the enemy uh, with their wealth of cheese. Uh, did you did you know the history of those cheese I don't. heads? Tell me, tell me. Um, I don't re- know the year. It was nineteen. I believe sixty something. Okay. Um, in the Chicago, the sh- there's a very fierce rivalry between the Packers and the Chicago Bears. Yeah. The Chicago Bears won those. The D- the Bears. The Bears. Yeah. Won. I don't think there was a Super Bowl at that time, but they won the championship. Championship. Yeah. And they kept people from Chicago kept taunting the Packer fans, which they love to do, and we love to taunt them. Yeah. And they just call them a bunch of cheeseheads. Yeah. And that's that's where it started. Oh, that's great. So yeah. we reclaimed this this uh, this jeer into the classic battle iconography. And so we embraced that. Yeah. And it's become a huge international phenomenon. That is the truth. Um, th- I, you probably knew this. I wore... My ch- original cheese head on the playa at Burning Man. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. it was very popular. People really liked so it. So did you lose it? I didn't. Or, I I didn't lose it in at Burning Man. Yeah. I don't know. I lost it somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I lost it in New York somewhere. All right. But uh, it got pretty gross. Uh, okay. In the desert. Okay. Uh, but people people were really uh, into it. I bet. Yeah. Um, and it was actually there on the playa that I heard that Brett Favre was going to be playing for the Vikings, oh. which was a devastating piece of information. Very, very much. Um, to hear, and very bizarre. Um, the only Packer game I'd ever seen at Lambeau Field was uh, a win against the Vikings. That's when we went together. They were playing the Vikings, and they won in this crazy this crazy game. When was that? Uh, years ago. How old were you? I mean, I must have been in high school, probably. Why don't I remember that? I don't know. You've been to Lambeau Field a lot. Hmm. Yeah. But you and I went, and we saw the Vikings. So just you and I? Well, no. I Maybe, um, no. I don't know. Someone else is there. Maybe Jeff P. Oh. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Oh, so you were part of that crew. Maybe. Okay. Could be. Okay. I may I the the Nestigans maybe I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I I, I honestly don't, rem- you don't remember, remember that. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Well, that's good. You were there. Yeah. Yeah. I was there one time. It that's was very good. meaningful. Yeah, and they won against the Vikings. Okay. And so, therefore, yeah. this news that I received from some stranger uh, in the desert of Nevada was very jarring. It is. It was. Yeah. And it yes. It was was not right. No, but it's cool that he beat every team in the NFL. That is a cool. That that, is. That's like yeah. a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it is. Um, even his own. It's not honorable, but it's it's cool. It's you know, it's like a yeah. Norse n- Norse myth. It feels like. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Norse myth? <laughs> <laughs> you like Odin? You like? Uh, 
Ragnar. I, I, I don't. I, I don't have one. I don't I, think I know. I don't, I don't think, think I, I have one. We have a book about Norse myths. Yeah, I don't. Book. I wouldn't say I have a favorite. That's fair enough. You like them all. Uh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. What's on your list there, Dad? What's uh? Let's see. Here. What's going on? One of the subjects was just some of our uh, happy memories of what we did when you were younger. Oh, and then oh some, yeah, so you wrote then, down happy memories. Yeah. What What are some of those happy memories, Big Big D? Uh, well, the Cozy Zone was one of the biggest ones. Do you remember how you would used to say Cozy Zone? You had a specific voice. Do you remember? I do. Do you want to? Do you remember? Do you want to... Uh, You'll have to. I'm going to make you do it. I mean, it's something like cozy zone. (laughs) Something like that. Are you going to do it? I don't know. Cozy zone. I'm. That's not not, now. Not now. You got to get warmed up. We have to work up to it. All right. All right. Well, that's on the docket. Cozy zone. Something (laughs) like that. Cozy zone. And you would stick your face in the Afghan. It was yeah. It was a very, very aggressive snuggle uh, routine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cozy Zone is a happy memory. And, and I remember um, when you were really little, doing Superman, holding you up and flying you around like Superman. Okay. You uh, wh- probably don't remember that. No. You were very young. No. I mean, like an infant. No. Yeah. I uh, What I do remember is being on the swings, and there would be like a power move. Like you would push me, and then maybe you would go, it was called like uh, Around the World, or like blast off, maybe, yeah. where you would like run under, like say you would push me and you would run under the swing. Right, I do. I do remember. Is that. it blast off? Do you? Rem- I, I don't remember the title, but the that's, text. That's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it swinging. It could have been. I love swinging. I loved that. It could have been. Um, we um, did some bike riding. Mm-hmm. We did one of our fondest memories mm-hmm. was camping yeah in door S- county speaking with speaking of the nest again yeah yeah let's talk about it i, yeah, I it was agree. a big part of your our life together in your young life yeah that absolutely very special which we did every year beginning when you're quite young as a matter of fact that was i believe uh the theater there the american folklore theater was probably the beginning of your interest in theater and probably one of your first if not the first theater experiences i would agree i would i i tell that story a lot there's like uh where i work we're often asked um you know what is your first memory of theater and so i tell the story of you know us going through the woods of peninsula state park where you know peter and i are horsing around and goofing around and we probably have sticks and we're stored fighting with sticks and we emerge on this this big wooden amphitheater in the woods and they're rehearsing um i believe it's not moon of the long nights it's uh it's it's some it's a like a native american folk tale play i um might be the moon of long nights i don't remember exactly um but they're i think they're rehearsing like the flying head do you remember, like, there's this terrifying story about this flying head? It's I, I don't re- yeah, I don't remember what it was, but the, I remember that, you being entranced with whatever yeah, they were doing. Yeah, yeah. it was, su- and I must have been like four or five years old, right? It maybe younger even. But you think three? No, but 
yeah, probably. probably. You were young. Yeah, I mean, because I was friends with Peter, like first grade, kindergarten. Okay. Okay. So I must have. It was probably like okay. four, five, six. Okay. Um. And there's a. Do you hear that? Yeah, I do. What is that? Are we we're like getting a. Getting some, some sort of interference. interference somehow? That's weird. Huh. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll do, yeah. Uh, hack- Is there a TV on? A hacker? I don't know if it's something. Mom's listening to something upstairs. I don't know. Weird. Um. So anyway, so we saw this. we saw this play. It was really cool. And yeah, we we it was called the American Folklore Theater at the time. Now it's called what Northern Northern Light, Lights. Lights. Northern is it called that? I believe so. Northern Lights. Yeah. Northern Light Theater. Northern Spark. Yeah. But actually, you have to describe the specifics of your first finding discovery. Okay. Which was I don't know. We were walking on a this forest path. Yeah. Deep we, in the woods. Yeah, and then we just met, came upon magically yeah. came upon this theater. Yeah, and, you know, in the woods, and they they were rehearsing. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't we were, didn't have a ticket. We just came across them. right, and we and were I, eavesdropping on their rehearsal. Yeah, and I still remember you were just entranced. Yeah. Oh, I I remember. Yeah. I, yeah. I absolutely remember. So, do you remember? Your impression of Fred Alley? No. With the uh, chicken story, chicken story joke and impression? No. You don't remember? I I don't. No. He, Can you do an impression of an impression? It was a story about uh, a chicken like that. You don't remember that, that that one? Yeah. Um. He used to do. A really good impression right. of Fred Alley telling the story. All right, story. so let me see. Uh, I I mean, it's been a while. And a, a long time. Uh, so, you know, I I, I, came, I went over to my friend's house the other day. That's, and that's uh accent. Right? And, uh, you know, I we, we were hanging out, chopping some wood, and I, I saw they had a, a one-legged chicken. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and uh, so I asked my friend, hey, hey, dear, uh, how come how come your chicken only uh has one leg? And uh whoa, whoa, whoa I says that chicken right there that is a, that is a special chicken that that chicken saved our whole family in that yeah he uh one time our house caught the fire and uh that chicken he 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 uh you know he woke up the kids and and they went out the house and he he took my wife and he pulled her down the stairs out the door didn't even wake her up. Uh and yeah, he saved he saved our whole family, um, and and so I says, oh well, that's that's a really interesting story. How come how come? Uh, but that still doesn't explain why the chicken only has one leg. And I said, oh, a chicken like that, uh, you don't eat her all at once. <laughs> yeah. And then he had a laugh, right? Do the laugh. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's it. That was it. Yeah, that's that's. That that was it. That's it. Yeah, that's for you, David Weber. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And Fred Alley tragically died oh. as, a, as a young man. Yeah, that was super sad. 
Yeah. Oh God, yeah. That's and he w- it was like right in the peak of his his fame too. He was getting recognition in New York and mm-hmm. you know this little wo- up backwoods, literally backwoods theater in Wisconsin was in Milwaukee and you know they he wrote a musical with uh with I believe James Valk or yes, yeah. James Valk right. and uh, uh another guy uh, Kaplan yes something right. Kaplan yes uh, James James Kaplan yes. the two Jameses uh-huh. um yeah and oh god it it was a really moving yeah that so yeah that is that is definitely the the origins of my love of of theater I think his death Effective, oh, yeah. absolutely! It's yeah. super, super sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Really sad. Yeah. It feels like I mean, you know, the loss of your childhood. I mean, he's certainly he's like one of my idols. Absolutely. Right. Right. Fred Alley. Yeah. And Joe uh, worked with his brother in in Transit, I believe. Seriously. Yeah. D- Fred Alley's brother. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Really. Maybe Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Would he? Who works? Or maybe a different day or another. One of the Alley brothers. He does have a brother, Dave, who works at the theater. Yeah, but, but so it might not be Dave. Yeah, it might be a different one. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So yeah. Um. So uh, camping was really great. I still love camping. Camping was great. Um. We would all, you know, sleep in a tent. Uh, and the Nestigans would have a nice camper. It was very special. Very special. And, and the. F- <coughs> We would spend a lot of time playing with the fire. Oh yeah, I love and to this day, uh, love fire. Yeah, I I wish I had more opportunities to build a fire. I I'm actually not too bad at it. I built one uh, in Philly, actually, not too long ago. Where? Uh, there there's a friend of ours, Jess, who's episode three. Uh huh. Um, she had a a fireplace in her house. She has like a wood burning stove. Oh, and uh. Yeah, built a fire. Was, nice, uh, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, so happy ma- other other happy any uh That was a bit that was a big one. Yeah. And we used to you know, take you to a lot of places and spend a lot of time together doing things like um museums and parks and zoos and we went to chicago a lot yeah we loved chicago yeah that was our our main vacation yeah place yeah yeah and we we had we had good times the billy goat yes yes billy goat yeah do you have an impression of the billy goat i think you might i don't (laughs) i i this is i it's your turn i don't really do that you don't do impressions Uh, all right what like what uh, what would be your art form? I think I've asked you this before. What if if you had to? Oh, that's easy. What's that? Cooking. Cooking. Yeah, yeah. Do you find? Do you think that there's any uh, correlation between cooking and performance? Do you find it performative, or would you say it's more like, uh, like uh, maybe a studio art, or or like a more solitary? Well, you're you're. Uh creating something that for other people's enjoyment right so you're more like a like a visual artist like a painter or a sculptor right because you don't really people don't watch that process well they can sure yeah i don't know if it'd be more it'd be visual artist music musician musician i mean it's i don't, I don't know yeah 
I wouldn't. Chemist? Scientist? I, yeah, I've, uh, definitely a lot of chemistry yeah. and science. Mm-hmm. In a, but it's just something I enjoy. And it, it it's definitely an art, you know, an artistic outlet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, what else, what else do you have in your pad there? Um, I have one of the, uh, podcasts that I listened to a little bit today was one of your friends. Yeah. John. Yeah. We can say that name. We can. He's, he, he is a known guest okay jonathan bach yeah. check him out that we could talk about episode seven him a little bit oh yeah our, your experiences with him and my experience oh, our that's, experience with him that's great that's yeah. that's yeah. beautiful yeah all right so yeah so john as you know as i mentioned so i met john at theater camp when i was uh the summer before my senior year of high school um and we talked about actually a little bit his experience coming to milwaukee and performing uh, in Asher Lev in Milwaukee, um, and you guys really took care of him. Well, and you knew you knew of him actually way before then. Like, sure. Oh yeah, we knew him from the be- you know the beginning. That's true. But I wouldn't we I wouldn't say we took care of him. We just you know we I had lunch with him <laughs> once <laughs> and uh, talked to him a couple times. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. But we. Uh, And I set up a meeting between him and um, Michael Wright, I believe. Oh, really? Uh huh. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good for you. That's yeah. really but, awesome. And hi, John, if you're listening. Oh yeah. Hi, John. And I should. I also want to say I'm very fond of John. Yes. Yeah. Thank. That's great. Uh, it was his birthday on uh, Wednesday. Oh, happy the sixth. Birth, happy yeah. birthday. He's thirty. Happy birthday! A big one. Yeah, big one. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, well, that's very sweet. Uh, yeah. What What do you What it, Why do you like John so much? I d- just like him. Just like I, him. Yeah, he's just a good guy. He um, he's a talented actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, just a good guy. Yeah. So I I feel like maybe and funny. It's funny. You, we were talking about that time with my like one of the first times I'd ever come to New York City when I was a junior in high school, I think. I no, it must have been my. I, I was a senior in high school. I don't remember the, what grade you were in. I must have been a senior. Yeah, I, I must have been a senior, or because I, I would have had to know him. Cause Cherubs, Cherubs was high, high school. Yeah, but and Cherubs was before my senior year, right? Oh. Right? Or was it before my junior year? It was in 2002. Yeah. So it must have been... It was before Oxford? Before Oxford. It was... It, was oh. ju- it could have been sophomore. No. Soph- but how did I know John? I. What do you mean? Meaning it must have been, it must have been my senior year. Because I, I met John in t- when I was a junior... And it was post nine eleven, yeah. So let's say it was let's say it was like spring two thousand three or, or March something like that. When you went to New York, yeah. And what were you time. going there? I what? was I think looking at NYU. I think I was uh, I was like looking at colleges. Okay. And I like you guys didn't want me staying 
like with Kelsey or you know something like so that. So was Kelsey coming with you? I that's think she I'm was going to be there. Yeah. That's what, and she was staying someplace else. Maybe with her aunts or with her aunt. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And she and you went to stay at, at Kelsey's aunt. Right. And, and you guys didn't want that. And we were trying to be responsible parents and right. draw some lines. So draw some boundaries. Boundaries there. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, okay. And so I ended up staying with Judy. Whoa, wait. Okay. That's oh. that's the end of the oh, story. Oh, sorry. I'm okay, okay, okay. Let me tell so, let me let you tell the story. Here. So we so we we thought you could stay at John's apartment. Remember? We yeah. tried it. Right. And um, John's mother didn't want you to. Right. No criticism intended. No. And the reason was John was studying for SATs. Right. And she didn't want him to be disrupted, which I totally can understand. Totally. Yes. But that put a, you know, put a snag in your boundary-lying plan. So you had to find some other place and you found Judy. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. My fr- and my friend Aaron Mann's aunt Judy. Thank yeah. you very much, Judy, so for putting the, me up in your is, awesome place in Brooklyn. That was very nice. So very nice. We were just trying to do what we could do at the time, as the best we could. And sure. Obviously, and it wouldn't. You were going to be do what you wanted to do anyway. Right. But we. That's that's what we. Yeah. <sighs> I. You know, one of the big one of the things on my list in my mind here my mind cozy zone list is like the, just talking about parenting i mean it seems like a unbelievably challenging project and you've you've done it i'm not done, i haven't done it i'm i'm interested in doing it someday right right um what advice like what can you give me some parenting advice <clears throat> please <laughs> please uh is there anything you want to tell me about why you're asking no, me? No, <laughs> I'm because I'm curious. No. Oh, just in general? In general. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I guess I I I the reason I'm asking is I'm thinking about, you know, maybe in the future starting a family someday. Uh-huh. And you know, I just am trying to gather some information. Let and, me uh before I speak about that, yeah. ask you what your perception of us is and was as parents oh. good at good and bad. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Got, Cozy got, zone. Got ya. Cozy zone. Got ya. Nicely and done. And I will talk about that. Nicely done. Yeah. yeah. I'm very happy to talk about that. Um, you know, I think uh, I think you guys did many things well. Uh, I feel like you know I got away with a lot. I'm an only child. Right. I, I think I was very spoiled. I think, uh, you know, I I got a lot of what I wanted when I wanted it all the time. Pretty much everything. Everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. I remember like I remember one specific instance. Um, I, I feel like you would always make these trips to Toys R Us to like get me like the latest toys like you would get me this donatello like there was a ninja turtle that shell opened up and you could store like weapons and pizzas in it do you remember that and like you and you would write like you went out like the day it came out and got it to me um you got me like this tamagotchi when like the tamagotchis were like those i do remember that that was very 
I like those. You like the Tamagotchi that you could like flush away the poop if your little creature like yeah, yeah. you know uh took a poop. Yeah. Um uh watch the uh there you go. Um but you know also I wasn't you know I I was uh, pretty I I think I I was deserving of you know I I did pretty well. I like did my homework. I was a pretty like studious sort of kid you know sort of perfect kid yeah i like didn't really i I, require any discipline no i didn't honestly no the yeah like the only the sort of moment where like friction came is when i started uh dating right when i was 16 which you know i can empathize with i think that's a huge like shift in in sort of power dynamics and and uh, you know it's like that's like a huge deal I would Im- I can imagine yeah, for yeah. a parent like yeah, the hugest. Yeah, like w- if when when your baby, this person you have taken care of when they were this helpless little, you know, mush ball starts becoming like a sexual being and asserting like boundaries and like talking back and, you know, doing that whole thing and and sort of you know that that must be very intense. Yeah, and it's a separation. Yeah, and it's, yeah, which pa- you know, pa- painful. Absolutely, that, and we're yeah. you know we're still working on. We we are on very very on, much on separation. Yeah. Um, so so do you think we were too indulgent with you as a youngster? I I don't know. I mean, I'm noticing now the sort of a lot of the work that I'm doing is trying to be a lot more tidy and organized and and that kind of thing like i there and like doing chores like that's something that i have developed late in life and we didn't require you to do that no and uh that's sort of one thing in retrospect i think we should have been more strict about maybe but one of the things i do recall is you are always um the excuse i used at the time i remember is you were always very very busy in plays right and had not that much time right so therefore we didn't really want to put a lot of pressure on you right to do that type of thing which yeah. i don't know if it was good or bad well, but that was part of the thinking yeah i mean and you know now now that i'm an adult i realize that you know even though you're busy with all these other things you still have to do everything yeah. else but you, know you were mean? incredibly responsible because all the work you did with the place was very taxing and yeah. took a lot of time and sure. effort and it was a big thing. Yeah, and it's probably, you know, helped me develop my stamina for um, you know, living a busy life in New York. Yeah. Multifaceted podcast, you know, help, you know, I have time to build my podcast empire, uh-huh. you know, in land uh, along with all the other things that I do. Um let's see. You know, I I think I don't know I mean, I something that is pretty formative in my life is, you know, navigating a mom and uh, her struggles with depression, too. That was I don't think that that speaks to your parenting. But I, I think that that is something that is that is a thing that, you know, I have struggled with and will continue to sort of process probably through the for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Those are difficult times. Yeah. But. Uh, happily, we were able to get through them. Absolutely. And uh, work through them. Yeah. But that definitely was difficult. Absolutely. Um, And yeah, I don't don't think that that 
that speaks to parenting so much, but I think it, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a challenge and the reverberations of that continue. Sure. You know, sure. Um, which is okay. And I'm really grateful, you know, when I flew in, uh, I was really grateful for sort of, we had a really candid conversation and I was really grateful to have it. And it, it felt like a lot of channels of communication were sort of, uh, reinvigorated and and opened up and i i just i want to say on the record i'm grateful for that i am too and also likewise yeah um and i think that you know as we both agreed on that that is crucial right that sort of being able to express yourself express your fears and and good good and bad good and bad and i i think i think that's something i struggle with too is trying you know i'm in new york that's busy and like there's this this um for whatever reason there's this um desire to paint a really pretty picture of what my life is that i'm not struggling that like all of my choices are of course the best choice and there's a a proclivity on my part to you know uh make things shiny and and sugar-coated but that doesn't necessarily serve me or or us yeah, and I think working toward a more transparent uh communicating relationship will be better for everyone in the long run. And we want that also. Yeah. That's our goal also. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that maybe to answer my own question, it sort of seems like trying to build a relationship with a child a parent-child relationship that is built on honesty and transparency uh, is really, seems like a good goal. And I think part of it is um, you have to figure out and spend time together. Yeah. And which we did when you were younger. You did. And then it gets harder and harder as you get older. Yeah, but because you're not living together, because you, you know, there's just not, you know, you don't have summer vacation. Yeah. But I think blocks of time spent together are important. Quality time. Yeah, and it doesn't just doing some activity is leads to leads to uh, communication. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So that's that's one thing. Absolutely. And you know, just the obvious caring and loving, and I think uh, it gets you pretty far. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Um. Well, thank you. Thank you. Any you, other? You turned out uh, quite well. I would. Well, I think. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm happy with it. I'm pretty. I'm. I feel pretty smug and and pleased about the life that I'm living in yes. in NYC. Uh, yeah, you've done well. I have. I survived and maintained your niceness. Well, thank and you. And sensitivity, yeah. which is not a small thing. Yeah. And I, I would say, too, that, you know, I've, I've managed to maintain a lot of my friendships. And like friendships. You've, you, that's, you've maintained all of your friendships uh, for a long time. Yeah. You know, and there's certainly more that I, you know, I want to do. I want to reach out. I, I really want to have Adam Edelman on this show you should i gotta see him oh that's a question i have are there other people either we know or don't know who you would be interested in uh uh, hearing their cozy zone having an episode of cozy zone with them 
Hmm, I have to think about that. All one. right, all right. Yeah, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but if as they come to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any any I'm, sort of I'm jump? looking forward to moms. Oh yeah, moms will be good. Moms will be good. Yeah. It'll be really interesting. Yeah. I think we had a nice sort of practice one uh, yesterday at our walk in the Audubon. That was really nice. Uh-huh. Talking about real stuff and uh, yeah, yeah. Moms will be will be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but any any other like a celebrity or hmm. e- even even someone who's no longer living. Celebrity would is you know it's definitely. Are you talking about just theoretical or something? You know, if you put it out there. Yeah, that's sort of what I was trying to come up with. Yeah, like Uh, theoretical. I mean, you know. I have to think about that. All right. Well, you think about it. I'll let you know. Let us know. Good. Yeah. yeah, Good. Um, let's see. Trying to think if I have any. What is what are like some of the happiest memories from your childhood? Hmm. Probably when I was younger and we lived on Santa Monica. Um, we had a very, I had a lot of very close friends in the neighborhood and we did a lot of, it was almost like the block I lived in was almost like one fam- big family. And one of my best friends was, his nickname was Hummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I shouldn't really say names, but uh, that wasn't his real name. But we, he was almost like my brother, mm. and we he his family had a farm, and we used to go to his farm quite a bit as kids, and that was that was really fun. That was that's one of my best memories. Um, I had some. I went to summer camp. As a young child, and I had some really good memories of that. Which Camp summer? Chippewa? Okay. Which was in Bemidji, Minnesota. Nice. There's a picture. Oh yeah. Is do we have it? Yeah, I think it's up there. Let's see. Yeah. I had some good memory, very good memories of that. Yeah. I started Bemidji. going. Yeah. And that was really fun. And um, what else? Those sorts of things. Is what I can recall, basically. And I, I wanted to talk to you too, speaking of, you know, the past, that you you were a freshman in college in in nineteen sixty nine or you were No. No. I gra- no, you, I graduated high school. Graduated high in school 69. in nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you were eighteen. So yeah, so and you um, were going to turn nineteen in that November, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah. So but you were also a freshman in college, like yeah, gra- yeah, that's right. Freshman in college, nineteen sixty nine, which was a, a pretty tumultuous year. That's right. Um, and you can you say where you went? Yeah, Case Case Western Great. Reserve. Great. Sure. Um, which was near, which was right near Kent State. Yeah, it was in Cleveland. In Cleveland, not far from Kent State. Yeah. Can yeah. you talk about your experience your freshman year? Of college, like I, I'm thinking specifically, you know, Kent State and the violence there. Yeah, I don't know if um, Kent State happened. Was it my freshman year? I think it was in '69, wasn't it? It could have been. Well, that was was that was that a Kennedy elected? I mean, '69 seemed like it was a crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy. It was year. around that time. But yeah, it was a uh, you know the time of the. Uh, Civil rights movement, yeah, and student protests and Nixon, I believe. 
Uh, in the office. Okay. And this was, you know, the beginning of the 60s. Yeah. And everything. Well, it was the end of the 60s. The end of the 60s. But, uh, you know, it was a very uh, interesting time where, you know, the students, uh, we as students um, were doing takeover, takeovers of the, uh, of the uh, administrative buildings mm -hmm. and, and things like that in protest of the Vietnam Vietnam War yeah. is basically yeah. is what was driving it. Yeah, and at, it had been going on yeah. for quite a few years. Yeah. It'd be, well, it'd be going on for four years. Is it 65? I think so. Something did it started? Yeah. yeah, so that was the impetus of it. Yeah. So there's a. it was a very uh, interesting time. Yeah. Um, d can you say... You, you can either... You know, w you said we students would take over were were you a part of it or uh, yeah i mean i think m most most of the students were to some degree yeah um, so it was it was more you were like it was more likely you would be involved than not yeah i mean somewhat yeah just in terms of you know takeovers and uh, you, mean, you lent your body to the yeah, resistance yeah. as it were and i i remember you know there were rallies and i remember that at kent state is where uh, a number of students were shot. Yeah, by police. Yeah, yeah. And I remember there. Was, I, I still have a memory of a rally that night. There's a a rally in our the union in Case Western Reserve, and somebody from Kent State came to speak to us, and he actually had blood on him. Yeah, from the shooting. Wow. And it was just you know it was quite something. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So what happened? So what happened after the rally? Like, what? Do you remember? No, no, I don't have a good recollection. Of yeah, it, but uh, yeah, we were. It was a very political time. Yeah. Um, <sighs> and you know, similar to things that are happening around the world now, which yeah. is what is interesting. Yeah, to see that and what do you see think? history repeating itself? What do you right? think about what's what's going on now? Uh, do you, what do you mean? Well, I don't know. What do you think about Baltimore? What do you think? What do you think about like Israel and uh, those are uh, they're they're big. Yeah, you may you don't need to necessarily say. Yeah, you, you can't really. You can't sum it up in a yeah soundbite. No, yeah. Uh, does it feel? I mean, you you were saying that history repeats itself. So, do you see resonance with what you were struggling with? Then, today, uh, more the uh, you know just the the method of protest. I see. We're protesting very different things. Yeah. Some somewhat different things. Yeah. But it seems to be the point is that nothing really changes. Right. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a really. I I feel that I feel that way. It feels really. I I often feel very helpless. Uh, and, but, you know, like I want to, I want to lend my body, myself to the fight, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's hard to figure out exactly the best way to do that. Um, you know, in the most recent, uh, in episode nine with Shamelia, we talk a lot about like, well, what do you do? And, you know, 
it's a lot about sort of self-care and how do you heal and how do you organize, you know, the people nearest to you, you know. Do you, uh, are you in any way moved to uh, rally again? No. Okay. Not really. Why not? Not really at all. How come? Um, I guess rally for what? I don't know. Rally for, uh, for Black Lives Matter. For you know the an end to police brutality, to the end of, of uh, Western imperialism. <laughs> They're all very different things. I think the um, desire to rally often fades as one gets older mm. and one does does other things. Yeah. I think that's basically yeah. the the answer. I mean, you know, the when we were I, I asked you off off the mic, like what your favorite thing about your job is, right? And you said that it's solving problems for other people. Yes, yes. And so it made me think, you know, I mean it, it really it made that resonated with you know how do you live your life on a daily basis to alleviate injustice in the world like on the scale that you do like you you commit yourself to helping people on a daily basis that's, that's basically it yeah R- rather than general terms of justice Tur- yeah yeah for me personally absolutely at, at this point yeah but i would also say that you know at least for me, the sort of the discussion is really important. It's it's important to, oh, yeah. to always sort of think about it and critique what's happening sure. and, and you know bring in, sure. you know. And I know, like for me personally, I I value your experience that you lived through a time of resistance and tumult that that is resonant with what's happening today. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you specifically in my life because you're my dad and because I know you lived through a pretty you know. A time that is not dissimilar to the time we're living in now. You know that there might you might have insights as a as an elder, as one who's seen it all before. Yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, because um, you, I also feel pretty helpless. I yeah. mean, I think things are. <laughs> Pretty messed up. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, but it's nice. It, it's interesting. Something that I find really interesting is that as a, as a cozy zone trend, as it were, that like when I get people in their cozy zones, that we often talk about the sort of the troubles of the world, that like a cozy zone isn't as, it is a place to escape, you know, that once you escape from the real world, you do open up like you actually it is a place from which to examine the chaos from which you just escaped Mm -hmm. um and that's i mean and i don't know if that's just me and where i'm at like and i'm really like you know striving for answers and striving for what to do Mm -hmm. so how are you doing i'm doing good yeah uh how are you i'm great yeah do you have anything else on your uh on your pad
I think we've covered everything. Uh, Technology? I think you might Yeah, have. I don't know what that was exactly. I mean, you know, do you need help setting up I, your phone? I do, but I don't know if that's a very interesting <laughs> that's subject not good, for the not, cozy zone. Not good radio? Yeah. Do you need more tea? Yeah, I would, sure. All right, let me get you. So uh, upon my uh, request, I uh, y- you brewed a whole pot of chamomile yeah. tea. Yeah. Our lovely brown Betty teapot. Yeah, we might have covered most things here. Yeah. Um, that's great. Um, this was, uh, fun. Yeah. Actually. Well, listen, so, you know, it feels like we might be wrapping up a little bit, but you know, as, as we do with all Cozy Zones, as you know, Cozy Zones is, uh, sponsored entirely by the Cozy Zone Foundation, um, which is an imaginary fund that, uh, commissions artists to create collaborative projects together. And I am I am a representative of the Cozy Zone Foundation. They actually they sent me a letter saying, uh, Ben, we would love if you and your father, David Weber, would uh, do a collaborative art piece together. And we'll give you unlimited funds to do so, um, which was very exciting for me. So I actually, you know, the, the uh, huge reason why I called you here today is to discuss the particulars of our collaborative art project. What do you think about that? What 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 is your? I'm not sure what you're asking. So if you and I were t- to create uh, a project together and we had unlimited funds, what would it look like? And what what if, what would it look like? And what would it be called? I ask all of my guests this, and uh, and we and we hash it out. We hash it out right here, right now. An art project. A collaborative yeah. art project. Yeah, and art art is loosely, you know, l- art defined loosely. You know, as it, it, you mentioned that your art form is cooking, uh-huh. so it feels like something to do with the culinary arts mm-hmm. might be appropriate. Yeah. Um. Uh. And, and you know, as I something on the docket, we didn't really talk about Kelsey. That's fine. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh, but you know, also we, I think we did a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I think you want. Y- you often tell me that you you know think I'm a talented performer. I do. And uh, you know, wish that I would pursue it more. Um, well, if if it's something you want to do, yeah. But I I mean, I do feel you are hugely talented. Well, thank you. Yes, and, and it's something you could be successful and if you choose to pursue it yeah but that's a sensitive subject well because uh i don't want to ever say or have you feel i think you should do something because no. it has to come from you no but i guess i mean i i'm i'm framing it like this because i think there is a huge part of me that really really wants to try to be a comedian i want to stand up on a stage yeah. with a microphone and bring delight to I think you should. Tens of thousands I'd, of people. I'd like to. I'd love to see that. I wonder. I, I I love. I really enjoy watching you perform. Thank you. On oh, that, that is and something that, that we need to talk and about. That was a big part of your childhood because yeah. you were constantly doing that, and we were constantly watching you do that. Um, thank you. And yes, I, and it was a it was a huge part of your it child, was. childhood. It was. I was a I was a child actor. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, yeah. a child star yeah, of Milwaukee. But keep going. Well, okay, so there, I think I have to tell 
the mailbox story too. That's something that I yeah. I promised. Yeah, yeah. Um, they stay with the acting. Stay with the acting and and and, and comedy. It oh would, yeah. And, and well, let me ask you. Yeah. So you do mention occasionally a desire to be a comedian, but you, but you really don't mention a desire to to be an actor no. at all. I don't. I think I don't have that desire. Yeah. I think there's something, the 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 sort of what comedy allows you to do is sort of really create your own path and you don't need to wait for someone to put you in a part and you don't need to like justify what the part is mm-hmm. and you can like sort of make your own parts. And I think that comedy gives you a lot more freedom sure. to do so, exactly what it is. You so want. that's the, that's the, that's why you're more interested in that's that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, every time I talk about it on this podcast, it, it's it's painful. It's not painful, but it's hard because I haven't really, like, you know, they say you got to go to two or three open mics a night, you right, know, to right. get it going. And I have right. not sort of gotten in that habit. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's really hard. It is hard. It's like going to the gym. It's like getting, uh, yeah. getting that routine going. It's exactly. Like that. Yeah. And I, it's, and there's a lot of fear that I have yet to overcome that I'm close to overcoming. I'm she, so huge, close. Huge amount. <sighs> so I, but we were I, in, I'd love to see it though. Well, I thank you. To say. Thank you. Well, that is that's part of that's part of the project I, here. I think it's a huge part of you. I think so. And it has been, you know. Yeah. That needs to be expressed. I I agree. I agree. This is this so is that, good. So that would be our my project is to facilitate that. And I wonder for you. I wonder like I wonder because you know, you're not you're a shy guy. More I, or less. I, I am. But you do like cooking. And I'm like, I, what I picture in my mind is like this one-man show, maybe that I... So I have a one-man show. But periodically, like, you rise from the stage, like, in a chef's outfit, and you're cooking a particular meal that has some sort of significance to the plot of the one-man show. This is just... This is like the first bad idea that I'm throwing out there. Yeah, yeah. And we also need to tell the mailbox story, which I will. Okay. But... Um, or we could just have a... Comedic cooking show. That is another. That's great. Which so should be pretty obvious, actually. Well, yeah. That that's not bad. There you go. Would you feel? Would you want? Like, would you feel okay about like being in front of a camera? Or, um, I mean, if possibly, if if you were there. Yeah. At this possibly. Uh huh. Not yeah. not not, not by myself. Ah, oh, the, the uh, I, you know I don't I don't really like being the center of attention. Yeah. I find <clears throat> okay, apparently. But, but if I but but if you but so that's sort of what so you asked me when I sort of I I floated this this collaborative art project thing by you and you were like well why why does it have to be collaborative why are you so interested in collaborative what if you just want to say fuck you just uh, do what you want to do, do, do why why do you have to uh, be be directed by other people yeah but it's also not directed because there's a they're constrained by sure but i also there is a certain gestalt you know the the sum the whole is greater than the sum of its parts you know that you maybe i depending on depending on certainly i I just i find it potentially constraining that idea but but i mean potentially sure 
but then you know but this the cozy zone too has then been this record of these beautiful art projects that me and the guest have come up with after a you know a lengthy intimate conversation which is ultimately very beautiful and like Mm -hmm. you know that's not uh, they couldn't have come up with it by themselves i couldn't have come up with it by myself sure so it's sort of this synergistic uh but I mean, there's nothing, and there's nothing. Obviously, that's a good thing. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but there also can be individual projects. That I absolutely is all I'm saying. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I that's agree. All I'm saying. And I think Which shouldn't be ignored. And I, shouldn't and be ignored. I not a, not at all. And I think like I think dreaming about collaborative projects makes individual projects seem more doable and less lonely. You know what I mean? So I think that like dreaming about making art with people fills me with a feeling of safety and abundance and possibility. And it, it, it rehearses right. my own like artistic decision-making but, muscles. I think um, by its nature, being up on the stage as a comedian is inherently unsafe. Oh, certainly. Yeah. So if that's, it's, it's, uh, if the goal is to feel safe, mm. it's not something that's going to achieve that goal. No, no. But I guess what I'm seeking, like certainly in the moment, it's not going to feel safe. But in order to have the courage to do that, there needs to be an internal, there needs to be an internal sense of safety. Yeah. Like, you know, there, I am, I mean, yeah, there needs to be a, a, an assuredness. There needs to be a certainty, you know, well, that I am, I am actually, I am, part of the mission of cozy zone is to like go into my community to like rally people to like be to support me sure like in real life and that's what family and friends are all about absolutely and i find like that part of the part of the thing that makes me so excited is like scheming about projects with people like it's one of my favorite things to do Uh you know i just is like like you know playing air hockey i like some people love playing air hockey i like dreaming about collaborative art projects together it just is something that i automatically do and i think i hear what you're saying that there is there's a maybe a danger in diminishing my own personal vision if i have to succumb to someone else's vision we're well put yeah um and i hear that yeah However, just be just something to be aware of. Absolutely. And I, you know, and here we are aware of yeah, it. Yeah. However, um it is it is still like it's like a it, it feels like can't, it feels like a treat to do. Like it's something that sure, like just sure. as an exercise sure. that feels something extremely pleasurable, which is great. Yeah. And it I I think it really helps as I said, like it helps hone my own process Mm -hmm. you know and makes me feel less alone yeah so that's that's all good thing absolutely so the mailbox story mailbox story and our cooking show mailbox story so i'm living in a closet in williamsburg i'm living in a closet in this crazy photo loft Uh, i'd just broken up with my girlfriend I'm feeling pretty sad. I want to live an artistic bohemian lifestyle. I'm working at the Children's Museum of the Arts. My life is in shambles. Um, it, this, this warehouse where I'm living doesn't actually uh, 
it's not it's not zoned for residential living uh and so it doesn't you don't actually get mail there so i need to rent out a mailbox you want to describe your sleeping arrangement so there's i there's two rooms uh, one room is big enough to fit a futon mattress and has over the mattress a bar that you can put hooks on where I do hang all of my things. The next room I have a dresser, a desk, and my computer. Uh, right next door is the same configuration separated by a curtain. So it's basically we're, we're living uh, in steerage on a ship. I'm paying $800 a month for this honor uh, to, you know, to basically live on top of another person while my my uh my roommate you know the guy who controls the lease has this palatial uh area to, you know i get it listen he had what i needed uh i thought i needed this this is what was happening i love you david sperry wherever you are uh i hope you're safe and sound i love you now um so you know my my mailbox is pretty nice. I get Netflix DVDs. This is, you know, very, watching movies is a very important way to, to have escape. And you guys were coming into town, uh, and I was sort of showing you around the neighborhood. You really like Williamsburg. You like the Bedford Cheese Shop. You like all the... That's a, it's a great place. Yeah, it's super cool. Like, it's you so like, cool. It's the coolest. I think we might have gone on like an espresso bar crawl, right? We, we, we had did. like, we, we had three espressos at three different espresso places. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, the hippest place. Hippest place. Ever. It's, yeah. It defines hipdom. Abso- and hipsters. It is the epicenter of, Hip, of hipness. And hipsters. Hipsterdom. Absolutely. It is, un- you should see it now. It's crazy. It's like a mall. It's like, it's <laughs> unbelievable Disneyland. there. Disneyland. It's like Disney. It's worse than Disneyland. Times Square. Not like Times Square. I don't know what. It, I don't even know how to describe so, it. It's like. Just as a quick aside, what, now what's the newest? Is the newest hip place Bushwick or is that over also? No, bu- uh, Bushwick is not over, but it's. They're calling Williamsburg Bushwick now. Like they're rebranding. So like Bedford, they're Bedford Williamsburg. They just built a park called Bushwick Inlet Park, like right on the water, like right in the heart of like what is considered Williamsburg. Uh-huh. And so now they're rebrand. It has gotten so popular, Bushwick, that they are rebranding Williamsburg as Bushwick. So they used to call Bushwick East Williamsburg uh-huh. because B- Williamsburg was so had so much cachet, uh-huh. and now Bushwick has so much cachet that it is <laughs> causing a rebranding. Of Williamsburg that's, itself. That's nuts. It's nuts. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, listen, parents, no. we've been walking sorry, around. Sorry to interrupt. No, please. This okay. is this is what we do. So okay. let me just, let me just, uh, I need to pick up my mail. I It's at a laundromat. I rent a P.O. box in a laundromat. Just c- hold on one second while but, I. Which is unusual. Well, yeah, it's a little unusual. It's a combination Laundromat the point is right. It's a it's a laundromat, dry cleaning. The post office box. It was a kind of combination laundromat, right? Post office box, right. Area, yeah. Which you know certainly non normative, but like this is what I was doing. Just yeah, could yeah. you hold on one moment while yeah. I get my mail? We were walking with you. Yeah, walking with me. Maybe you know I was probably on my way home. Yeah. You were going to drop me off. Yeah, we had yeah. a very nice day. Yeah. Like I was, you know, feeling pretty good about my bohemian lifestyle. Is that where you did your laundry also? Sometimes I would do my laundry there. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. And get your mail. And get so my that mail. was pretty convenient. Yeah, super yeah, convenient. Yeah. Super convenient. There there was a few of these all over the place. Yeah, okay. 
So we round the corner. Uh, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to get my my mail. The laundromat is closed and under construction. I hadn't been there maybe for a week, and my mailbox is gone. Brooklyn ate my mailbox. Physically gone. Physically gone. The whole, all of the boxes. all the yeah, everything is gone. It physically physically gone, gone which is probably a felony. Um, and you're presumably any mail that was in there. Any mail. Oh, yeah. It's all gone. I had Netflix DVDs. I mean, maybe some bills. So was there just an empty building? I don't recall. Yeah. I think it was all just sort of like smashed, like gutted, basically. Yeah. It was a gutted building. Gone. No mailboxes. No mailboxes. Yeah, yeah. And you love that story. I do. I just found it hysterical. And I, I have. The heavier y- mailbox. Disappear. I know, and I, I, my question is like, where, like, what is the, what's the button of that story? Like, how can I make that relatable? How can I guide people? It, it's like, what? I don't know. I don't know either. That's a, it's a something I need to work on. But, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. Either. But you, you, did you find it wasn't particularly funny right now? Um, I. I mean, I think it's funny. Okay, but this there's one other subject, and and maybe it will be done. Well, we got to figure out. We have to figure out the name of this cooking show, and and we have to sort of envision this cooking but, show. Uh, can we just go back to that uh, in a minute? Yeah, I'm just saying that's yeah, like that's we'll, the one that's the one thing I need from you. Because one subject that interests me that we might have a mutual interest in is the relationship between a performer and the audience. Oh. Which relates to this podcast. <laughs> I, you are correct in what you yeah. are correct. So, and you were talking about being lonely as a performing comedian. Yeah. It seems to me that <laughs> the r- relationship between a comedian is with the audience. Yeah. The feedback. And yeah. The Absolutely. reaction. You're right. So, I mean, that is the relationship, which is different than the relationships you've been talking about with the collaboration, because the relationships you're talking about more are with the fellow artists. Right. Rather than the the audience. Right. So that sort of interests me. Yeah, and I think... The um, the audience part of it. Absolutely. Who is your audience? Do you think about it? Do you care about it? I do care about it a lot. Yeah. And like I think I care most of all about it. And I think the idea of of what happens when I encounter a collaborator is that that I care a lot less about the audience and I can feel more free. And the stakes are a little lower about you know what the audience thinks. You know, it's sort of like the, there's a relief you know, there's there's something a lot freeing between dialogue and a monologue. You know, a monologue is is terrifying to mm-hmm. me because it's just you and maybe you know it's some imagined subject that may or may not be the audience. Um, but there's a yeah. I I mean I think that's a really astute point. Question. It's yeah, a it's, question. A, it's a, an astute question. Because I yeah. mean, it seems to me. Well, you weren't finished. Sorry. No, no, no. Go on. That um, I mean, well, I guess the question is, what I, what I the question was to you, you know, what's your level of caring about the audience, and ultimately, oh, it's 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 fun, it's primary. Yeah. So ultimately, you want a big audience for your podcast. Yeah. So how do you achieve that? And 
Man, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Do something that you th- perceive a lot of people will be entertained by or interested in or both? Well, this, I and mean. To, so, to mm. what extent do you tailor, your, tailor your, your project towards those goals? I see. This podcast is purely something that makes me feel good. Right. And, I mean, I do want a big audience, but I also love doing this. Yeah. I would love doing this even if no one listened. Right. So I think it's sort of that. I think it's practicing that, you know, that's practicing something that brings me joy. Mm-hmm. If I'm having fun, if I think it's great, somebody else is going to think so too. Mm-hmm. I think I have pretty good taste, you know. Um, but I, I think my journey is is allowing myself to really dig deep into what I like and what I want and not and and sort of put myself first as opposed to think first like oh well what can I do that someone will like as opposed to what can I do that that I'll like mm-hmm. and that's a tough question I'm finding in this in this stage in my life mm-hmm. but I think it's a very fundamental question and it's nice it's been nice like sitting with myself being home actually and like having some quiet time and time to meditate and think and and write my morning pages and oil pull which i did this morning did you? you i did yeah with the with the coconut co- oil. okay yeah, good, good. good yeah um does that does that uh answer your question it, it does yeah so it sounds like you're not you're doing this things that you're interested in you like and if you hope other people like them yeah but if they don't they don't right and it one thing I've known about you, and it <coughs> seems like is it seems like you're not really interested in fame. No, not so much. Not no. Yeah, I guess not. A little bit. I mean, I want you know not. Um, you like you you like to be recognized. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fame. I don't know. What, like, it, what uh, is it? But you you want you you enjoy. Being recognized, I do. I mean, I think on in the the first episode with Nicolette, I said I did want fame. Oh, you did, yeah. Fame. Okay. I mean, I I don't. Uh, I, I would love a a bigger. I would love to be no. I would like to be, yeah, recognized. I would uh-huh. like a lot of people to uh-huh. enjoy what I'm doing. I would like a big audience. Uh-huh. Um, that yeah, I think that sounds great. Yeah. That sounds very appealing. Yeah. That uh, that f- that feedback is coming. You, like that the there's like we're picking up a radio a radio s- station. station. That is so bizarre. I wonder if it'll be on here. Yeah, so it probably will be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I I I want. I would love. Uh, I think I think people are really going to like this episode. I think this is a very special episode, but yours and mom, you know, yeah, sort yeah, of seeing yeah, the, yeah. you know, what, where it all, yeah, where it all I, begins. Yeah, I think it's been this has been good. Yeah, uh, you feel good me. about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this cooking show. Yeah. We got it. We got it. This is the thing. This is the this is the whole reason for Cozy Zone. Okay. So you you feel good about a cooking show? What what is the what's the hook? What's the what do we what do you like to cook? I mean, if I mean, for me, I'm not really interested in doing a show, oh, per se. Okay, but I mean, well, so just not because a, I'm not not a televised show. 
Yeah. No, but that's important. That's important. Okay. Yeah. This is this is the you're you're encountering the sort of constraints. You're this is an exercise in what you're saying. This is. I mean, that's not something I'm personally interested in. Well, okay. What would per se? But you want to cook. I enjoy cooking. You enjoy cooking. Yeah. And you enjoy. I enjoy. Making art projects. Making art projects and collaborating and being a host. Yeah. Um, hosting people, make, showing people a good time. Yeah. I wonder... I mean, we could go to the restaurant idea. Okay. Because that's definitely a performance and theatrical. Okay. So, it, it, would you want to... So, like... It, and I know there's a phenomenon where there's quite some plays now which actually do cooking as a part of the plays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's quite a bit not a lot but so there have been some would you want to be like the executive chef of a restaurant like would that be i mean not probably not at this point okay but like what role like if you if if money was not an uh an object what would be your ideal role uh in a restaurant oh um don't know i don't know you know i mean i think i just am interested in in restaurants and how they work Mm -hmm. as a concept Mm -hmm. i don't know that i'd actually want to be at this point a chef per se now but i would i'm interested would be at some point some involvement so like uh what and I, I just I just find it sort of um I'm just drawn to Certainly. everything about yeah. restaurants. So if you had like if you had creative control over a restaurant, like for like if you had like if you, you could use some of your Cozy Zone Foundation funds to invest in a restaurant, if you were like a primary like investor of it and you could guide the menu, you could guide the look of the place. Would that be like th- this? Is we're just sort of dreaming here, sure. But like that, w- that would be yeah, or in some, in some capacity, yeah, partnership or otherwise, yeah, sure. Okay, okay. So there is, let's say, in our our project here, our cozy zone project, there is a restaurant. Okay, okay. That would be nice. Okay. Would you want it to? You'd probably want it to be here in Milwaukee. Um. Well. It did I guess that, that's where that's where your life is at this point is there is there somewhere else on earth would you want to be in New Orleans I mean like uh fantasy fantasy here um I love New Orleans, yeah, but I don't feel i mean rooted there rooted there, but you feel rooted here well. Because sure, yeah. Well, sure. that's totally understandable. Sure, doesn't mean I necessarily want to remain rooted here forever. Sure, I don't. I don't know, Ben. All right. Hmm. Because so, a restaurant is a permanent thing. Yeah. And it seems like what you, what what actually might be interesting is is sort of a, like a pop up experience, a less permanent or, experience, or a food truck, or a food truck. Ah. 
You like that? I like the food truck idea. Okay. Okay. Let's let's talk about let's talk about food trucks. Yeah. I, I like the food truck idea. Yeah. Then it's mobile. It's mobile. Okay. Okay. And then, like, what what could be like a performative food truck? I mean, it'd be interesting too. Like, you could have. I mean, you could have music. You could have loudspeakers with like people chatting. Like, I mean, any restaurant or restaurant-like experience is performative absolutely by its nature yeah. i don't know that you need anything else but well okay it, it, it is a performance um so i you know i i'm not necessarily interested in cooking right and i i guess i could be like sort of the front of house staff of this food truck you, you could but i don't really want to you know that that you're, doesn't you're not you're not really interested in that. No. So but much, I so but much. I would be interested in animating your food truck based on the things that I am interested in my skill set. Yeah. So I wonder if you know, so it would be, you know, so you dine and I wonder if there's some sort of like you know, collaborative interactive experience that the diners sort of participate in you know, as they dine so that they go and maybe maybe they write like a message on the side of the food truck or maybe there is, you know, it's a food truck and there's like also it's like a sculpture park. There's like a, like a ring of sculptures around it or there's, you know, site specific performance, you know, that like that the food, the food is is like the is the hot center of it. But around the the food experience, there's also because you think about a night at the theater too you get you get drinks you can get snacks you know what i mean but i think it would be nice if the food was kind of the primary central central attraction right yeah and that from that there is there's like a kind of a a mobile performance venue around it that like you know there's also you know you come at two o'clock it's lunchtime you get your whatever your food truck food is. We haven't decided on what that would might no, be. No. And you also see a performance. Maybe you see some stand up. Maybe you see some spoken word. Absolutely. I would be interested in curating the sort of cultural. Uh, what kind of performance would you have in mind? I'm thinking comedy. I'm thinking spoken word. Maybe a yeah. little dance, but yeah, like something yeah. kind of lo-fi. Sure, you know. But performing arts, uh, a lecture of some kind—that makes sense. Um, what would what kind of food do you think but you would want to cook? Don't, I don't know. First yeah. thing that comes to your mind. That's a tough one. Mexican food. That's a tough one. German I food. Don't. I don't feel. Um, I have enough experience in, in, in any. It, w- it wouldn't be German food. I love Mexican food. Mexican food. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I, uh, I'll say here's some of the favorite things that you make that I like. Okay, so I okay. love. There's a brisket you make. It's a yeah. delicious brisket. Yeah. I love uh, the grilled fish you make. You make unbelievable grilled fish. That actually, if I I would that would be an amazing like a grilled seafood food truck would be unbelievable hmm. that i might like, like that? i like that a lot yeah 
they could they could do that. Yeah, because you also you you've recently gotten into like Alaskan salmon. Yeah, uh, let's see. not just salmon, but a but lot of a, salmon. a lot of uh, but but like fresh fishermen yeah. Yeah. sourced yes. fish. Yeah. So I wonder if it's that kind of there. There's I feel like seafood. There's a, we have a lot of like fun experiences with seafood. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That might and that feels very yeah. warm, you know, thinking about yeah. fish boils. Yeah. Like you could there could be a seafood themed food truck would be mm-hmm. pretty yeah. fun. I like that idea. Yeah. That's speaking of which we did take a very fun family vacation to Seattle, which we had some really great seafood. We did. Yeah. We did. So Yes. 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 Um Yeah, that's <coughs> I like that idea. Good. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so we so it's seafood and the arts and like seafood and like open mic, basically. Yeah. yeah. So it's like uh, hook line and sinker. There you go. Uh, but you know, but these are not these are not right. It. Just right. We're just riffing here, but right, right. we should come up with like a name of this food truck. Dave's. You you probably don't want your name, Big Dave's. No, no. Fish time. No. Fish boil kettle of fish it's done it's taken yeah um salty salt salt of the earth gill mcgillicuddy uh, hook I don't know. line fishing pole i don't know uh mm, school fish, my, fish tails fish tails okay uh, S- no, i don't know if that'll work school is sort of fun. Art school. That's not, that's sort of confusing. Yeah. Um, what is it? Like, there's all of these nautical words, ship and buoy and barnacle yeah. and yeah. We'll sea breeze, sails, boat. We'll, we'll figure. We'll no, we got to do it now. Uh, this okay. is, this is the, this is the, the name. thing. Yeah. The name we have to figure okay. out now. That's okay. the challenge. Okay. Let's come up with the name. Yeah. Um, um, we just got to throw it against the wall and see what okay, sticks. Okay. Um, yeah, seafood food truck, seafood truck, sea, uh, sea monster. That's sort of fun. Kraken. Um, Ben and Dave's. Excellent. Seafood. Fish venture. Seafood truck. Seafood truck. Um, seafood truck. Um, Ben and Dave's fish. But, and remember there's like this, these like curated performance, these curated art experiences connected to this also. Um, Proteus, uh, the Tempest, um, uh, Poseidon, um, um, uh, Trident, uh, Triton, Pluto, um, uh, ocean American lake folklore seafood. Oh boy, trek. Oh boy, um, lake northern lights seafood. L- something about lakes, mm. uh, bones, uh, mm. um, real, real might be fun. Real, real. Like real something. 
Real seafood. Real seafood, R-E-E-L. Yeah. Real seafood. And performance arts <laughs> truck. Real. Reel them in. The reel them in truck. Reel them in. Reel them in. I like that. Can you live with that? Yeah. Reel them in. I like that. Reel them in. Reel them in. Reel them in. Truck? Reel them in. Just reel them in. I think so. And that it is a truck. I think so. That has seafood and art. That's because you, I think that's Reel them in. I think that's it. Great. I think that's it. Reel them in. And it's, it's. I think we have it. Great. Folks. It's always terrifying. You never think you're going to find it, but you always do. Yeah. Reel them in. So, Uh, possibly this could be one last thing. Anything. As a way to close. Okay. I have an invitation for you. Oh. Okay. And this is also part of your childhood. Oh, my God. Which is uh, going to cops for lunch. Oh, my God. Oh, please. Oh, absolutely. Okay. There's not a, not a, of course. So maybe we can sign off and go to cops. Uh, you got it. That's very clever. <laughs> okay. Very clever. Okay. I, I could keep you here. Do you have any final questions for me before we go to cops? No, but I did enjoy this. You did? I did. Uh, you did great. <laughs> Thank you. Did you do you feel I mean you're certainly going to listen to it and sure, and sure, vet it but sure, sure. I don't think there's I don't I think, think it's good. Yeah, I don't I think, think it's clean. I think it's clean. I yeah. cursed once but yeah, I, yeah. as I'm allowed to. Yeah. Um and you know we can that happens sometimes. Yeah. You need cursing in your world. Um we end we end by singing a little song. Okay. Um do you is do you like singing? You do sing. Oh yeah, I don't mind singing. What do you like to? It, it doesn't. It doesn't need to be a real song. I frankly don't know. It's just we just make up a song together. Uh, uh you start. Reel them in. You start. Real, 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 real them in. Real, real, real them in. Real, real, real them in. Real, 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 real them in. Hey now, in. Reel them, reel them in. Reel em, reel em in. Reel em, reel em in. Reel, reel em in. Um, we don't have to. S- what about a barber's, barber's barbershop quartet song? Yeah, sure. Um, do, do you can, if you just want to sing anything, I can. You start. I, I, I don't know any. I don't know. I mean, I don't. What am I going to teach you a barbershop song? Yeah. Um, so maybe you you can sing that what I was singing the real 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 them in real real them in real real them in sing it with me real real them in 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 I'm gonna let you do it real real them in yeah. Real, real them in. Yeah. Real, real them in. Real, real them in. Oh, yeah, we're real and we keep it going right, now. Right, right. Real and real and. No, all right. All you're right. good? We're good. Um, Dad, thank you so much. Cops? Cops. Okay. Thank. What are you going to get? Um, Hamburger. Yeah. Fried onions, okay. pickles, ketchup. Very good. What are you going to get? Cheeseburger with, I don't know, some stuff on it. Bacon? Maybe bacon. There's Nooski's bacon. Maybe bacon. Maybe bacon. Okay. Um, I was, yeah, that's that's awesome. Okay. Uh, and some Sprecher root beer. 
to float? Or just no, 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 okay. just the root beer. All right. Um, thank you. I love you. I love you. Uh, this was great. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for uh, opening up uh, okay. the old the old cozy zone. All right. All right. Uh, we were at the original cozy zone, folks. Just so you know, we that was two hours. <laughs> All right. I love you. I love you. Bye. Are intimately finding our peaceful cozy zone. And Ben, he interviews friends. It's awkward and then it's cozy zone. Occasionally it's a lovely thing to be nosy in somebody's cozy zone. So please. Snuggle up sweet A beautiful thing It's cozy zone